Ben Carlin, and I'm joined today by Colin Carlin. Yeah, I'm here too. Damn, you don't have to sound so awkward about it, man. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, we've plenty to discuss today from this week around the world of sport and all those lovely things. Uh, we've everything from Champions League football to another massive deal in the MLB. And of course, we will have our R&R segment with Colin to finish up this podcast. So uh, let's just jump right into it then, will we? Yeah, I can see a better way of doing it. All right, so starting off, obviously we'll start off with a bit of football. Obviously, we had Champions League midweek. Um, any shock results for you? Um, probably the PSG 3 0 win over Barcelona. I probably, you know, obviously Barcelona, you know. It was actually 4 uh, 1. It's a little bit worse than that. Was it? Yeah, it was 4 1. I think it finished in the end, as far as I'm aware. And Bappe hat trick. That's why I was thinking of 3 0. Because I just remember seeing, I wasn't watching the game, I was watching the Liverpool Leipzig game. And I remember seeing Bappe's hat trick. And I thought to myself, yeah, 3 <laughs> 0. Yeah, no, I think uh, it was two minutes into two, min- two minutes into the first spot sports podcast of my existence and I've already made a giant <laughs> mistake you know, you're going to be crucified online I'm such a genius um, <laughs> but uh, you know but that's definitely you know, obviously you know Barcelona are up shit's creek without a paddle at the minute um, a little bit yeah seems yeah, to be because you know just they're incapable of you know having a brain did you see what um, Danny Alves said about the club now no I Danny Alves he came out and he said that the club is uh, basically turned into prostitution which oh. is yeah, he came out and he said that the players aren't players anymore, they're products. Which is actually a good way of looking at it. Like they, they sign names, they don't sign football players. And that's the, probably the main problem. Well, it seems to be a big problem, but we will we will discuss more on that later. We do have something else to discuss there on that. little secret for you. I'm unaware of this. <laughs> um, Obviously, another result. Liverpool 2, lies big nil. Bit of a shock yeah. for me. I kind of expected a bit more of a. Yeah, I was, I was watching the game. Um, I expected a bit more of an open game, considering. For me, no, for me, it was literally Leipzig made two mistakes, and you know they were punished for them, which is pretty much Champions League football. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't really put too much by that, considering as a United fan, I did think we had. Well, we got the better of them in the first leg, and I thought we were going to lose, and then obviously second time around the group stages. Yeah, it was embarrassing needed to win or even we just needed to draw to get through and we couldn't even do that we got dismantled by an ex-Man City player who was at the time still on loan and Angelino but Angelino yeah bit of a destruction but I yeah. wouldn't be I wouldn't be like these Liverpool fans who are going around thinking that uh, winning 2-0 against Leipzig they're going to have an easy second leg I, I oh, think Nagelsmann will spitefulness from Man United fans <laughs> wiggling its way into the podcast already <laughs> Nagelsmann will work his magic and he'll come back oh, with better no, tactics. It's, it's gonna, well, you know, I have to say, one player that stuck out for me was um, the new loanee signing, Ozan Kabak from Schalke, which is a club we will discuss a lot, <laughs> a lot later. I have, as you could say, a bone to pick with Schalke about how much of a mess they are. Somehow worse than Barcelona, if you can imagine. A bit of a worse situation. Yeah. Um, um, obviously, Dortmund 3, Sevilla 2 was another good one. Not a really good game, actually. Yeah. Loves it. They're they're two clubs that have just sort of, you know, been there every every year almost in just the reality of it. Like they're not bad clubs, but they have this inconsistency. One year they're Champions League quarter final teams, the next year they're well, it's, not it's, even in there. Yeah, it's nice to see Sevilla actually, you know, go a bit further because usually it's you know win the Europa League, get knocked out of group stages, back down to the Europa League, win the Europa League. You know, it just seems to be. A kind of up down kind of thing it's nice to actually see them you know get to the quarter or get to the round of 16 this time yeah. and put up a bit of a fight like it's going to be hard I know 
Obviously, Dortmund have to go to Spain now, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that leg was... Is that leg in Germany? Uh, no, I think it's going to be... I think they're moving... Because the, that last game, I think, was in... Was it in Istanbul? I think it was in Istanbul. Okay, I forgot you're not allowed into Spain currently. Yeah, I think it was Istanbul <laughs> to play the game. And I wasn't paying attention to that. I was just watching the game, really. But, you know, um, I think they're looking at various places around Europe at the minute. I think they're all kind of like that at the minute. Yeah, there's just a lot of places you're not really... Um, yeah, no, Istanbul was uh, Leipzig and Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I got that wrong again. Um, that's three mistakes now. I've made two wrong mistakes <laughs> and a voice break. I'm going very well so far. <laughs> six so, minutes in, you're doing six great. Six minutes in, and I'm literally like, you know, any Ronald Koeman management system on the planet. Just, just, I am Dutch, and I know what I'm doing, and he just doesn't know what he's doing. Just um, know what I'm doing. So, obviously, I would call this the shock of the... The shock of this round of games, obviously Porto two Juventus one. I'm not surprised, for being honest with you. I really, I, I wasn't either. I, I didn't, a lot I of didn't, people. I, like, you wouldn't have thought, obviously going in, oh, Porto are going to dominate. But you, w- it's not surprising. Yeah, I kind of felt I, obviously Juventus would, are off this year. Surprising. Juventus are no, very just, off this year. Yeah, but you know, which also leads to the conversation is Ronaldo already bored of Turin. Probably. Probably. Messi. Barcelona. We could see both of them move in the summer quite easily. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past either of them. Yeah, I think it depends really if Juventus can't come back and beat Porto, and then if they can't, you know, mount some sort of comeback in Syria, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big problem. Big problem indeed. Yeah. Um, the main thing I actually took away from this week is, uh, I'll put it to you as a question. So is Mbappe and Haaland? Is that our new Messi and Ronaldo? to me it feels like it's that's that's it now like it's the same type of thing because you know Messi is a, more of a fluid with the ball at his feet skillful kind of guy well Ronaldo's skillful but Ronaldo's more of a power kind of guy yeah he's all about the power like have you ever seen that guy's ankles like Jesus it's <laughs> not it's not do you ever hear the story about that he um when he got to the Premier League I forget some Man United player told him to build up his ankles because he was just getting absolutely smashed in the ankles constantly or was it himself I, I don't know but he basically worked in his ankles at Man United and now he has ripped ankles like everywhere else in his body where do you rips. where do you find these things man it's just you know um, I don't really you know I it, it's 3am I should be in bed but I'm like oh my god Ronaldo's got strong ankles you know um, but back to our back to our point here I, I think I don't know obviously I don't know if they'll ever play in the same league against each other kind of like the Messi and Ronaldo kind of thing but no, no. I could just even Haaland made comments I think after the I'm pretty sure after the Dortmund game, saying that he, you know, seeing Mbappe score a hat trick last night gave him motivation to go out and do more. Well, the whole rumor is that you know Haaland's going to go to Chelsea or City or Mbappe's going to go to, you know, Madrid, Liverpool, Liverpool. Believe <laughs> at the minute, which I think is, I mean, they'd have to pay Madrid would have to pay so much money to get him Mbappe. I think I think everyone will have to pay so much money, and then obviously the problem with Haaland is if you get him this year. You're gonna to have to pay probably well over excess of a hundred mil, whereas I think what is it? it? Yeah, but what's next year? He's the sixty-seven million release clause or something, yeah. something tiny compared to what you'd have to probably pay for now. Waiting for it, yeah. So it might I mean, be it worth depends, just waiting. You know, whoever Haaland's agent is, yeah, is gonna play a big role in it, obviously. But uh, yeah, I think that's our that's our future duo. You think so? That's what I think. He just the. Just the talent of two of them alone, like it's no, just as, you know. As you know, I'm um, I complain about absolutely everything. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to see Mbappe out of France. 
yeah, he scored a hat trick against Barcelona, but Barcelona aren't really worth talking about at the minute. Are they like not particularly? Know? No, no. I would be more interested to talk about Atletico out of the three Spanish giants, I suppose, because they're a good. Yes, team. that actually that pays perfect segue to my next question. I'm going to ask you for some uh, for some predictions for our games on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Oh, so right. obviously we've got Atletico versus Chelsea. Defensive game, yeah. I think I think between is Simeone it, the, and the first the first legs. It's uh, is it in? I haven't even looked at where the first legs are looked. anymore. After all it's, this, it's, it's, m- it's like difficult to even check because you don't know where they even are. Yeah, the, the, this this home. whole this whole maneuvering around thing yeah. is making it a bit more difficult. But I don't know. See, because it's you know Simeone is ten men behind the ball at all times type. But them. he has changed his tactics this year, in particular. That's why Suarez is there. Yeah, well, he's made it. And Jeff Felix, he's all these talents now, and he has to kind of use them. He's made a huge difference with Suarez, giving him a it's like a severely improved attack, which is why I would lean more towards Atletico this week. I just, I, I think, I think Tuchel would be the one to turn Chelsea around a little bit. I think Maybe he is, but I just Champions League. I just don't know if he's right got now. everyone firing no. on all cylinders. His defense is so. the defense is clearly improved from yeah. under. Under Lampard till now to not, to not miss a sitter, not to start. That's a good start, um, but he just needs to. Get have you seen the highlights of his missing sitters? It's like embarrassing. Yeah, it's bad. Considering like, if you turn Torres on one bad. from, like, yeah, <laughs> if you, it's it's mad to consider if you turn on one from say last year when he's at Leipzig, like he don't miss those. No, he didn't miss anything last year really. Yeah. Well, it just goes on to how Frank wasn't exactly very good at his job. <laughs> that's that's another story for a different day. Uh, yeah, yeah. We could we could deep dive into that one for a. Uh, for a long time so I'm going to go with Atletico I'd say Atletico as well yeah. Atletico as well so Atletico all round I think the the least surprising game of all this one will be even though it could turn out to be a bit of a shocker is obviously Lazio versus Bayern yeah well I mean I just when you've got no. now obviously following we're recording this on a Sunday so actually following yesterday's loss Bayern you know it's, it's, it's still yeah. Hansi Flick still has I think he's the equal amount of trophies to losses now. Yeah. So, is, you know, that is probably the most ridiculous statistic I've ever. Heard yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, I, it's just it, like it's like, oh, it just it just puts the rest of the Bundesliga to shame. Really. Yeah, it really does. But look at the talent Dortmund has. Uh, Leverkusen sells all their talent. Schalke sells all their talent, which we will get to later because there's a lot of talent they sell professionally. Um, feeder clubs, as they're known. Um, who is Leipzig as well? Uh, Nagelsmann, everyone loves Nagelsmann. I know you're a big fan of Nagelsmann. You want to come to Man United at one point. I, I still um, do. I still do. So, well, look, that's you, a with just Ollie though. I, I, I don't know. Ollie kind of has you know. Ollie has a crap team in my opinion. Well, I wouldn't say crap. It, like, it's not the United standard, at all, but he manages to make it look good. Considering like Luke Shaw went from being. Yeah, oh, it's, it's hilarious. I remember everyone was, everyone was calling him fat. And yeah, because he, he remember he blew his leg out like a. Yeah, he did really. He did really bad. And, then, and look, if you look, if you watch his highlights of the past six months, he's been. I think he's been United's best player, outside of obviously, you don't compare anyone to Bruno. Like that's just, yeah. it's not worth. What's What's your opinion? I love the United fans. Um, using the oh, this season, Bruno's better than De Bruyne. 
And some reason saying he's better than De Bruyne in general, which I just think is this season he's absurd. obviously better than De Bruyne. But De Bruyne's been out with a lot of injuries, so well, that's the problem with De Bruyne. That's, that, that's what will stop De Bruyne from ever being the greatest. I think is he's just he's just made a, made a glass, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but yeah. uh, which I think can yeah. replace him. That's why they're going to win the league this year. I think. Yes. Um. So I'll rewind it now all the way back. What's your prediction? Bayern or Lazio? Oh, Bayern. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't really think it was going to be too no, much of a. It's not. It's. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Lazio sort of surprises them in one of the legs. I wouldn't be surprised for a few goals from Lazio, obviously. Well, they're mobile up top. Mobile up top. They have a few good goal scorers. So I wouldn't be surprised if they get some goals. Got, but that, that, that brilliant goalkeeper from Albania. I can never mm. say. Yeah, yeah you're going to you're going to try and pronounce his game because I'm don't not. Think I am no. <laughs> um, now. The next two games are my, they're my ones that I think much like Porto and Juventus. I just think the lesser team, as people are calling them, I think they have a big, big chance to cause an upset here. Um, number one being Atalanta versus Real Madrid. Mm, yeah, I know Atlant- Atalanta. I really like. I really they're like their, their they're a very good a very good attacking football team and yeah. defensively as well I know obviously the, the Papu Gomez loss is bad he was obviously a key part of their team but obviously him and star of their team yeah it's yeah. the star of their team really outside of Ilicic but look if there was an issue with manager and player you know what can you do and I, I don't I think Zidane is <clears throat> another manager who's up you know I think his, I do think his, I do think his time at Madrid is kind of up, but yeah, yeah I mean, I'm gonna. Remember, I remember he came there for the first time. It was unbelievable. The one Everton. It um, was, it was a crazy three years. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's for me. I just now, like the way he handled Gareth Bale is just. Well, the way he's handled a few players just kind of leaves a lot quite to be desired. A lot of bad. You know, I mean, if he can manage to learn Mbappe over, you know, French connection. Yeah. Or even get get his hands on Pogba. I don't. I don't see Madrid as a, as a threat this year. As strange no. as that is to say out loud, considering yeah. they've obviously won the most of anyone. Leaves the Champions League wide open. Essentially. It does really for Bayern to retain. Yeah, I know. Don't worry, a question will come about that later. Don't you worry. <laughs> um. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Atalanta wins this first leg. I'm going to go with Real. I think just out of. I don't know. Zidane is he's as much as I dislike the man. I, I just reckon he's too good at probably handling a team like Atlanta. I think. I I, I I feel like that's the one that I feel like that's the one that there could be a big upset in. Now I do feel like this next game as well could be another good upset, and it's because I like this team so much. But it's obviously Man City versus Gladbach. Oh yeah, your little Gladbach romance. Yeah, I forgot I, about this. I do love I love I am quite disappointed obviously the news came out this weekend that Marco Rosa is going to unfortunately going to Dortmund yeah, which is should be scary for everyone yeah. else but it is unfortunate that he's going to leave behind this this really good squad that he's playing well who do you, who do you think about these two now, obviously I think City's going to win because it's, it's it's Man City like it's come City. on and they're on they've been unbelievable we've watched it all and we've watched them Obviously, the big oh. question the last few weeks today have been, you know, what happens when De Bruyne comes back and this run that Gundogan's on, you know, what's going to happen then? And then today, you know... Oh, did, you see, did you see how many goals he has in the Prem this season? Uh, scary amount for... 13. Yeah, scary amount for a man that... 
Salah is first with 17, <laughs> just yeah. for context. But uh, he actually... The penalty merchant himself. Pep did play both both today, I'm pretty sure. Which is obviously a big question in everyone's mind. Was he going to just yeah, well, they, drop they one? They did beat Arsenal 1-0, which was upsetting. Unpleasant. I kind of needed it as a United fan. I really did need that loss. But yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go as much as I love Gladbach. I'm going to say Man City for this one, but... I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a draw or a sneaky 1-0 by Gladbach. Yeah. I think you're going to take Man City as well, yeah? I think I'm going to take Man City. Um, and just a little, you know, as we're playing on a... Well, we're not playing, we're recording on a Sunday evening. Um, Marcus Rashford scored in the 30th minute there. Man United, Newcastle. But the, yeah, there's a but coming. But? <laughs> yeah. St. Maximum scored in 36 minutes. And personally, I want you to win this game as well because I'm a Sunderland fan. Uh, hold Obviously. for laughter. Yeah. Hold for laughter. Um, and I hate Newcastle with a passion. Well, actually, bef- before we move on, we might actually move it over, obviously, to the Prem as of today, obviously. Mm. Fulham won yesterday. Yeah. Which puts them puts them two or three points behind Newcastle from the drop zone. So, obviously, oh, it so puts much. real big pressure. Well, if they go, they go down and you come up. You know, oh, it's got a really championship, <laughs> championship derbies. You know, oh, I don't know. Oh, we need to get up into the championship and let this new owner start spending his money. Yeah, let that. Yeah. let that crazy twenty-four-year-old, twenty-three, twenty-four-year-old, Louis Dreyfus spend his ridiculous. I think spend his millions. I'm not sure about the exact figure about how much he spent, but I know Stuart Donald was asking for around I think thirty-six or thirty-eight million. It's pocket change to that guy. Yeah to that guy in his pocket but I think he asked for that was for like a majority share but I think he was looking for nearly full nearly ownership yeah. so he's probably paid upwards of 40 45 million for the club which is hysterical because I wouldn't pay 45 million for something I'm a fan <laughs> you know yeah. um, it's a bit of a mess that club but um, I, a think little bit. I think he'll fix it I like Lee Johnson as the manager I think he's done very well um, he has and Charlie Wyke you know imagine, imagine you're just a striker and you score four goals in the game and they're all headers yeah, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a crazy stat to be honest. Anybody who doesn't know Charlie White is the top goal scorer in League One. Yeah, I've been waiting yeah. to say that on podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now I know you mentioned your manager there, who's obviously doing very well. But mm. let's move this over to a, a certain manager who now finds himself under. Well, I would say he's under a lot of pressure, but I, I know for a f- about who you might be. I know. Here. I know for a fact <laughs> that he uh, he he can't be sacked because it's going to cost him too much. It's a yeah. uh, Jose Mourinho and Spurs. Yeah. It's you know, um, forty million. His name wrong, ben. Did you not? Did you not watch the Amazon Prime series? Did you not know? I it's did. Jose, Jose, Jose doesn't like doesn't like Jose. Jose pisses him off. It's well, Jose. He should be fucking pissed off at the way his team's playing. Oh my God. Well, should, but, see, you have to wonder though. Is that is that Mourinho or is it just Tottenham being Tottenham? And I like Tottenham personally. I think they've got so much talent in their team. I just think it's a. I think it's a mixture of both. I just. Oh, I don't know. It's 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 hard to watch. Like at times, it really is oh, tough. Like the Vincent Sanchez getting dropped on his face by Gundogan was probably one of the funniest things. I've it's ever seen. it's it's one of the best clips I've ever seen. And if anyone listening lives under a rock and hasn't seen it, just go and watch it because it's just. Yeah, I mean, oh, I watched anyway, almost like Steph Curry crossing up somebody in the NBA. It's yeah. kind of what it looked like, you know. I I watched it live, and as it happened right in front of me, I just kind of went, "Oh boy." Yeah. I mean, you would have thought Vincent Sanchez looked like a farm animal eating all that grass, you know. He did just go face. He, just, he, just, he did just go just face first into it. Like uh, he yeah. he was so, as you would say, crossed up that he didn't even have time to put his hands to the ground. Oh, baby, to save baby himself. giraffe on ice. Baby giraffe on ice. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it, on ice. That's what it did look like. But uh, obviously now. 
you've heard obviously 40 million is supposedly the number it would cost to sack Mourinho jeez how much are they paying him for yeah which it's it's a weird one when I seen it and I seen a few other people mention it as well on Twitter and a few other places it just seems like a a strange strange deal well, for Daniel Levy but that's what I mean guy. it's it's strange for Daniel Levy though like I know obviously he likes him but like he, he's Daniel Levy's been penny pinching <laughs> he's been penny pinching for like forever yeah and obviously everyone knows that Jose likes to you know Spend the money. Spend the money, and then you know when he gets bored, he likes to throw tantrums and get sacked and make some more money. But yeah. obviously now he's got himself, he's got himself a great deal here. He's obviously if the team turns around and plays well again, he's still got a great team. But if it continues to be, I apologize to all Spurs fans if they're listening, hot garbage. It would be a way I would use. Like it's going to be bad. You know, you know the leagues are a poor stand this year when David Moyes. No offense to West Ham fans if there's any listening. Um, <laughs> David Moyes, as a Sunderland fan, I personally despise the man, and as a United fan, you also probably despise the man. I didn't. Uh, I, I don't despise. We were hopeless. I also despise Sam Allardyce, and I can't wait for him to go down uh, <laughs> for what he did to us. So he can go to live, just go to coach England, and then be like, you know, yes, let's do illegal things and get recorded, and then we get stuck with David Moyes being like, yeah, I don't know defenders. That's that's Brandon Rogers. I just got the wrong one. Wrong, wrong Scott man. Wrong. That's, he's Northern Irish, man. Jesus. That's even worse. Jesus, yeah, that's mistake just, number four. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just let's just move on from let's all of this. On, yeah. <laughs> um. So that's actually us done now in regards to this type of football. But oh. we'll move into a few uh, American things now. Oh. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the minority. We'll we'll do some quick fire for these American ones now. But uh, we'll move over to, obviously to the the NFL. In the last week or so, there's been a few things. Obviously. Yeah. I can say I can say that's all in one topic. Obviously, the Houston Texans situation is just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Obviously, you keep trading away people. You cut probably the best defensive player you've ever had. Best defensive player in the league in the last decade, I would say. That that too. JJ defensive MVPs. That's defensive yeah. player of the years. Three defensive player of the years and should have. He's probably the, one of the the few people I've watched live outside of Aaron Donald that probably should have yeah. won an MVP. You know personally from all those playoff losses that uh, listen, we don't bring up my uh, being a Bengals fan because um, it's just pain. But it just it's just it's just strange to me. They've put themselves in this situation and like you don't even get in it in form. You just have to cut them. They just they just mutually agreed to part ways, and it just seems like two years ago, if you they wanted to get rid of them, you could have got they owe it to them. But like two years ago, you could have traded them and got a king's ransom. Oh, of course, yeah. But um, I don't know. So if, obviously, I think it's just. I I think the ideology of um, burn it down just seems like the best decision to me. Yeah, but just get rid of because Will Fuller probably won't resign. For free Will Fuller won't resign, and then you've, you've obviously got, got. I mean, he's a number two receiver, maybe a number one in a couple of other places. Yeah, um, I but think he's a number one. I don't know, but he's he's a good wide receiver, like you know. Yeah, and then obviously um, we got to talk Sean about the. You got to get rid of the Sean. You just got to do yeah. it, man. You got to. Well, they you, won't. They won't. Oh, but you, because you're, you're think th- about it from the city of Houston's perspective. You know, obviously, cross over to the NBA. You know, James Harden has left the, the Rockets in pretty much shame because you know he, he got bored of all the strip clubs in Houston. Um, that's why he wanted to go to Portland. <laughs> yeah, he didn't because he did not need him. He didn't call him is way better. Um, well, not way better, but for the team, he's better. Um, and you know, obviously, you know, JJ Watt's been caught. Um, they're going to lose Will Fuller. He's still basically going to, and then Deshaun Watson is probably if they don't trade him, he's going to sit. Because Deshaun Watson's a prideful guy, and he'll sit. He won't. But the, the, what they're sit. doing is just as just even the just from 
just from a fan's perspective like you're you're robbing us of i won't say generational talent but you're robbing us of one of the most exciting quarterbacks to I'd watch generational i you I, know I so. you know my love for Deshaun. Deshaun, yeah well you've love for cleansing people because you're a bandwagoner <sighs> well yeah obviously i like i like the quarterbacks they've had the successful line yeah, at least my college representation is strictly to one team <laughs> the Ohio State University of course um, but yeah I feel like he's got to get traded he's the last piece of this quarterback you know domino effect so uh, you know we got to move over to one last one obviously that happened this week Carson Wentz got traded yeah and we we heard constantly that it was going to be similar to the Jared Goff Matthew Stafford trade um, to spl- explain that as simply as we can Matthew Stafford's been what the quarterback in Detroit since 2009 so what 11 years something like that yeah so 11 12 years you know was well known for being absolutely trash for three quarters of a game and then going to the four quarter and basically becoming Jesus Um, talented quarterback basically has an arm like a just a cannon essentially Um, he was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes well I mean maybe not that powerful or athletic but yeah (laughs) he can't do the things that Mahomes does a first round quarterback with number one overall and has not really lived up to the hype of it and was traded away and the Lions essentially robbed. The, just it was robbed, it was a straight up robbery, to be honest. Just what two firsts and a third, two firsts and a third for a thirty year old quarterback who yeah. can do it all, who will probably make them a playoff contender. But I don't know. I just I don't try. Sean McVay is starting to look stupider the more years that go on. Well, the story, the, the main story is that supposedly McVay was getting worried that he was being found out, and then kept changing the game plan week to week, and Goff just couldn't couldn't keep yeah. up with it he just couldn't keep up with all these changes and then that supposedly caused a bit of turmoil and then he said he wants not a smarter quarterback but someone who's willing to change everything and we've clearly seen we've clearly a seen guy, the, a guy who's been on bad teams for a long yeah. time and in saying that obviously bad teams he's obviously had God, he knows how many different coaches and different strategies so he's obviously able to adapt quicker Matt Patricia <laughs> yeah there's, Matt Patricia. God, there was a lot there was a lot of coach yeah um Oh, so Carson Wentz got traded for chump change. Oh yeah, we should go back to that. Essentially, yes, it was. But yeah, it, I I would view it as another as another robbery, considering that what the Eagles had to eat forty mil. That's oh, forty mil is desperate, man. The cap room was desperate before, but now you get rid of one of your main problems, but you still got to retain forty mil. Like, oof, it's bad. It's, it's it hurts. Very bad. It really hurts. Um. um I think it'll improve the Colts, but I feel like Eagles. It's you gotta feel for That's Eagles fine. fans. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a long time. Well, the, the Eagles fans are um, are a big fan of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I like I like him too, but I just feel like you know with your well, cap situation, you're not gonna sign anyone. Focus. Uh, one of their analysts brought out a mock draft um, for the NFL draft coming up in April, um, and he said that uh, Eagles trade up and draft Tristan Fields. I think. A three, um, yeah, and a lot of fans didn't like it. They didn't like the idea. They um, they were like, "Oh, Jalen Hurts can squat six hundred pounds." Was one of the responses. And I was like, "Why? Why is that the first thing that comes up?" It's a weird can flex. Play quarterback, no, but he can squat six hundred pounds. <laughs> it's a weird flex, but okay. Yeah, weird flex. Very weird. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to see Jalen Hurts get a year at least. Yeah, they did say they were going to bring in competition though. Now I don't yes. know if that means they're going to draft a guy like I don't know, uh, probably Mac Jones or Trey Lance would be probably ones who would drop because you know Justin Fields Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are all going to go high 
Um, obviously, I think I think two of those are not as good as everyone says they are. But um, we won't we'll get into that, that. again. Just, yeah, we'll that's for later that. on then. The line we got some more yeah. ideas about all that for a few weeks from now, but yeah. we'll get there. Um, but yeah, so that's we've covered two there. I think we'll. I have two more things I wanted. To, I have for you to discuss, but I think we'll take a quick break and move over to some quick fires. My time is it? This is your time. This is my time, right? So basically, I'm just gonna throw. I'm sat questions. here waiting. You throw me some questions. Yeah, and I'm, right. What so am I? Yes or no? Just uh, uh, conveniently as well, a good segue talking about the quarterbacks coming in and the NFL draft this year. Um, so the last three years, you know, last year Joe Burrow got drafted by my Bengals, and we nearly killed them already nine games in. Um, and of course, the year the year prior, if I'm not mistaken, Kyler Murray, my number one to your Cardinals. My boy. And then uh, Baker Mayfield the year prior, if I'm not mistaken, or I think that's right. Yeah, I think Baker. Yeah. Mayf- well, it doesn't. It does the last three quarterbacks to go number one overall, and um, just the, Trevor Lawrence, of course, is the highest prospect I've seen in years, both yeah. in height <laughs> and everyone talking about him. Is yes. he six six or is he six five? I think he's six six. I think he's around six six. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big. He's a big dude. Um, and his long hair. Just he looks like the most smackable man on the planet, but he <laughs> controls the ball. He's a very good quarterback. But um, you know, obviously this first question is taking really long. After that, I'll get yeah, it's, this isn't yeah. quick fire, bro. Yeah, no, just just a context <laughs> for this one, right? So those three quarterbacks: Baker Mayfield, Kyle Murray, Joe Burrow. Next five years, will Trevor Lawrence be better than all three of them, or which ones do you think he'd be better than? I definitely think he'd be better than Baker. But again, all depends on the situation. If yeah. he lands in Jacksonville and. He immediately improves them, and they can bring more people in. They obviously have the money to do it, but uh, if they and if they can draft well and do all this and surround them, kind of like you know, obviously Baker surrounded quite well in Cleveland. Murray, we've got a good offense around him, and obviously you know if you guys can protect Joe and not get him killed within five years, you know maybe he'll work out too. But I don't think I I think he'll be better. I think he could be the best. Like he has the potential to be the best, but then again, if it all goes a lot wrong, of people have had that potential before. Yeah, there's been a lot right. before. Let's get into okay, right? When will Man United win the league next? Give me a time frame. We have to win it within the next five years, otherwise it's going to start getting worrying. Will Pogba stay? Poor Pogba. I hope not. <laughs> um, who's winning the Super Bowl next year? Fuck it, I'm gonna go for it. Cardinals, let's go. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think I think we're, we're ah no the arrogance ah, no. Uh, the arrogance yeah, but no, a more realistic one I would have to say. Obviously, Chiefs are up there, Bucks are up there. Obviously, the, the game this year, obviously they're not gonna get any worse. No. So they're up there, very highly on my board. So it's probably gonna right. be one of the two of them again. Obviously, the Ballon d'Or didn't happen this year. So who's winning it next year? Uh, it should be you know carried over and Lewandowski should go- win the goddamn thing. Ooh. You think he's gonna, you think he's going to get it at the end of this year? No. No, I think I no. think um with the before I get slandered by Messi and Ronaldo fans, I feel like you know they've obviously not fallen off a cliff, but their standard isn't as high as it used to be. No, I do feel like someone like <laughs> someone like Mbappe could easily turn around this year and get it. Mm. Okay, um, Champions League winner this year. 
you know, this could be the year. I, I know we everyone said it last year, but I feel like like this could be the year that PSG finally win it. Big words. Pochettino is going to have them for, yeah, up well there. And this as you keep everyone healthy. And, you know, I think they can win it this year. Either them or Bayern. Again. A simple one next. Who's winning the Prem? I just want to hear you say it, to be honest, as a Man United fan. Man City. <laughs> okay, uh, interesting one. Who's the best athlete in the world? Oh, jeez. It's interesting. Um, Like across everything? Uh, everything. Uh, best athlete you've ever... ever best athlete, I, well, not ever, because that's probably Michael Jordan, to be honest. But um, Yeah. In, uh, currently, that's playing sport, obviously. Um, well, I have one or two. Obviously... Um, if you've ever watched boxing, Canelo Alvarez is just freakish to watch. Like the things he can do, the speed he can do is ridiculous. Um, of like baseball as well. Like if you've never watched the Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout, crap. Uh, Mike Trout, Stick number five. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Trout highlight reel. The man is just. Oh, he's built like a, a forgive my language, a brick shit house, and he can do just about everything. Along with obviously. Fernando Tatis, who I'll cover a little bit later, but oh, yeah. probably best, best athlete. Um, oh, I bet you haven't decided yet, have you? I would, I would probably have to go with. Um, God damn, that's a good question. Leave it with me. Keep going. Come back to that one. Um, who's winning NFL MVP next year? Um, Kyler Murray. <laughs> he was there this year we obviously fell off a cliff towards the end but he was there oh, and we're going to we're going to just keep strengthening around him I'm going with Kyler Murray right and next Premier it. League manager to be sacked I feel like be Jose. I feel like it should be Jose but obviously yeah, it's but not going to happen because of that money um, Mikel Arteta obviously is sudden really? I feel like he's in the same boat as Ali I don't think they'll sack him yeah, I feel I like they'll just keep giving them time and hopefully things turn around. Um, Wolves like their guy too much. They'll never get rid of him unless, yeah, of course, they, unless they go down maybe. But uh, I I think, yeah, um, Steve Bruce, obviously. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, if, if they can't, if, if, if they really can't get their act together and save themselves from relegation, I think that's, yeah, they're in big trouble. And he's gonna pay the price for it. I hope they don't sack him because then he can bring them down. <laughs> oh, I don't think he'll be sacked now. I think he could be sacked at the end of the season, though. Right. Just a, a, you said the best athlete in the world. I've got even fun of the most overrated athlete in the world. Um. Oh. Doesn't have to be the best. It's just a guy who's talked about constantly, but is not at the standard that he's at. There is a lot. There is a lot of guys out there. Um, like obviously people would probably think overrated. They might think Neymar, but look, for all the crazy stuff he does and all the diving and all these, you know, taking time off on his his sister. Yeah, taking his time off on his sister's birthday. Like when you watch him on the ball, like he is outstanding. Yeah, Neymar Um, and his sister are pretty fishy, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty weird situation. But a wedding that wasn't invited to. He's a weird guy. Yeah, a bit of a weird dude. He's but uh, quite, He's quite a weird guy. I wouldn't... Yeah, but no. Probably I, if I went most overrated, I would probably have to say... 
yeah, I'll go to the NBA for this one actually. I'd probably go Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that's yeah, flat Earth genius. Can't do it on his um, own. I will say it until the day I die. He can't do it on his own. He needs someone with him. Every time he's done well, he has a super team or at least one or two superstars. Exact same argument for Kevin Durant. Yeah, I know, and that, and James Harden, and look at that. They're all on the same team. There. Yeah, uh, obviously the night. Okay, right. So as you know, the Heisman is the the best college football player. Yes. Every year, some people listening may not know that because most of our people who listen to this that will the first time will be probably from Ireland. So they don't. Um, hopefully, we can expand the horizons. Hopefully, we can expand it. Yeah, but who do you think is going to win the Heisman next year? Sorry, I just kicked something really loud. <laughs> that was quite loud. My toe hurt. <laughs> um. Oh, Heisman next year. Um. Obviously, anyone from Oklahoma has a chance of doing it. Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Spencer Rattler could do it easy. Um, Alabama always have either running back, running back, receiver, running back, receiver, quarterback. It doesn't really matter. Alabama can get it. Taking over offensive coordinating position. Oh God, that's that's for anyone who doesn't know. That's the man that basically caused the garbage fire that is Houston Texans. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really know. There's yeah, that's not one I can. Well, for me, the two that would stick out would be Bryce Young at Alabama. And, yeah, Bryce yeah, Young could be Clemson's CJ not going to pronounce his second name. It's Ulugulugulubulubulu. Yes, it's Hawaiian. I can't pronounce it. Uh, I can barely pronounce normal English words as it is. Um, I'm not going to try. Yeah, I I just call it just just go with CJ. Like, go with CJ. <laughs> that's just that's not a. Yeah. It's not. Um, right, next one. No, move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, this is good. Right, so we're going to go to the two specific ones. Going to go to the NFL and just the world of football itself. If you could pick one player from each of those two to build a team around, who would you pick? So from, I have a suspicion. Yeah, so the NFL and the world of football. So like Premier League, Serie A, whatever. Um, so in football, um, probably Haaland. Mm. Like, just yeah. freakish athlete. Does everything well. I think I have a suspicion. If you're gonna pick for the NFL. <laughs> I think that's a hard one. Yeah, because, you know, obviously your allegiance to Kyler Murray, but with Mahomes, come on. Yeah, Mahomes How could you pass is, up on Mahomes? You can't really pass up. Like, you could, but is Trevor really, Lawrence going to be that good? Yeah, you know? really still. Can you even, can you pass up on Tom Brady still? Well, he's only got two or three years left in the tank. Yeah, so but you win everything. Yeah, but you'd have to build the team from the ground up around them. <laughs> um, like the Texans are going to have to do. It, for me, it would probably be Deshaun or Mahomes. Deshaun Watson or Mahomes. Deshaun? Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, we're getting to the finish line then. Oh, right. So, just for quick context, as far as Ben goes to anybody listening, is Ben is a Man United fan. <laughs> um, he is a Philadelphia 76ers fan in the NBA. In the MLB, he's a Chicago Cubs fan, baseball. Um, and the NHL, he's a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. And, of course, in the NFL, he's a fan of the Cardinals, Arizona. If you could stop support, if you had to stop supporting one of those teams, who would it be? Cause me so much heartbreak. But yeah, that's that's our curse. Mine are um, yours. It probably be the seventy sixers. That's what I suspect. Okay, right. I take them out. As I was gonna say this. I, I take <sighs> them out because your NBA is not really your heavy support. No. Leave the other four. Yeah. No. 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 You have to pick out of those four. So Cubs, Cubs, Edmonton, United, and Cardinals. 
as much as I love them, it'd probably be oh, I don't know. It, oh, I want to say the Cubs, just because. I don't think he could. I don't, I don't think I could, but then Edmund's so good, but so bad. <laughs> Talented, but shit. They have the two best players in the league. Sure. Right? Between I, well, Austin Matthews is better, but McDavid's actually statistically better. McDavid is better, ever. but I think uh, over Drysdale, I think I would go with them. No, no, I want though. I take Matthews third over the double two. Nope. Of them, I'm sorry. No, you're wrong with that one. I'm afraid. But no, uh, probably, yeah, probably, probably the Cubs. It would hurt. Right. It would hurt to give up, but yeah. the last one, I think I know the answer to. I just want to hear you say it again. Oh, no. <laughs> if there was one moment in sports history you could erase, what would it be? <sighs> now, don't always think about it from a fan perspective. Like for me, it would be um, the Tuck Rule. So Tom Brady would never become. Well, he would have been hindered in becoming the goat. Yeah, essentially, it would have taken for context for anybody. Uh, Tom Brady in his first playoff game as a starter. Uh, taken over for a quarterback of the Patriots he essentially fumbled the ball but of course the NFL rule book was like eh, I'm going to go to the deepest page at the end of the book and find a rule just so you know it's called the tuck rule it's essentially if your arm's going forward when you're, as if to motion to throw the ball and you fumble and it falls out of your hand it's considered an incomplete pass um, but of course he tucked his hand back in but they said he was throwing the ball essentially they got lucky from being, yeah. from refs being idiots which is a common thing in every single sport <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what I'd remove anyway. But yeah, um, oh, I I know it's 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 like you know which one it is. You know it hurts me to even talk about it. Ah uh, yes, uh, for context for anybody, Ben doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, the Cardinals <sighs> have only been to Super Bowl once in their existence, and they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I despise as a Bengals fan because we're awful and, and you know, they seem to win everything. It was. Um, I, I'll go from here. I'll go from here. It was. Okay, it was yeah, a you know fantastic game. You know, we were winning. We had it on the goal line. We threw a pick. James Harrison ran it the whole way back. Still winning. Not a big deal. Couldn't get it done on the next the next go round. And uh, look, we'll all admit it, it's probably one of the greatest plays you've ever seen. Mm. It was a tiptoe back, as far back in the corner as you can probably go catch. Like something, it was yeah. so unrealistic, it hurt. Yeah, last yeah. seconds of the game it was basically we lost that way and it's just it was heartbreaking so if I could go back in time and make sure he dropped that ball I would <laughs> well, the funnest part about that one is um, you know it was a great pass from a great quarterback with a questionable character let's, let's discuss yeah, that I've, I've been told time. to ignore that by yeah, the way we're gonna but discuss, I'm going to say we're, we're, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to ignore that one ignore that comment um, Google Ben Roethlisberger character concerns just do it let's move let's, let's, so are we done on <laughs> actually you want me to go back to the athlete one Yes, you didn't. Um, you didn't decide. I didn't decide. I'm probably gonna go with. Yeah, I'll go with Mike Trout. Hmm, yeah, there it is. And the inside one. That's all my questions. That's all your quick fire. That's so we'll move over to two, yeah. two more quick topics before I have something special for you, and then we'll move over to or and or. Um. Obviously, quick news in baseball. Obviously, the Fernando Tatis contract. For anyone who doesn't know, if you've ever seen a baseball contract, it's, it's god damn it, it involves a lot of money. Um, Tatis signed with the Padres, the team he's on currently. He's re-signed for 14 years for, that's a lot of numbers, 340 million, which works out at about 25.4 million a year, which well, you probably don't know if you know this, Colin, or not. it's not even the most expensive contract in the world. Oh, God. 
Um, the other one's in baseball, isn't it? All three of them are. Uh, is one of them? Oh, he, oh, he moved from the Nationals. What's his name? Is it Trout? It's not Trout. No, Bryce Harper no, is Bryce fifth. Harper. He's fifth. He's fifth. Isn't he fifth? He's fifth. Oh Christ! Third. Uh, Tatis only comes in a third. What? Yeah, uh, Mookie with three hundred and twenty million. Or was it 340? forty? Yeah, Mookie, Mookie Betts oh, Mookie is Betts, up yeah. there 12 years 365 for 30.4 million and then of course I just call him the greatest athlete in the world currently Mike Trout 12 years 430 million at an average of 35.8 million a year just reading out these numbers you can hear the tax man salivating oh god somewhere. yeah somewhere in America I wonder, I wonder how much, if 12 years 400 million I wonder how much they tax that I don't even want to know they probably taxed like a hundred, two hundred million off, and he'd still be making two hundred million. The other important thing to realize with baseball is that all money is guaranteed. Jesus, doesn't matter if you give that guy a contract and he goes to another team. All that money is guaranteed. You've got to pay out that contract, even if he gets injured. That's rough. That's yes, mm-hmm. but yeah, for anyone who has a spare ten minutes, could just. Go and look up Fernando Tatis highlights. He's only been playing for two seasons, but just dude's a freak. It's it's not even funny anymore. Like he is just outrageously good. But yeah, that's all on baseball now. But spring training starting now, so we will soon have that season up and running as well. And then up to all hours of watching baseball, Ben. Oh God, yeah, I can't wait for it. For context, Ben's more of a baseball guy than I am. But um, yeah. Well, I'll get you there. The Blue Jays, the Blue Jays have signed about everybody on the planet, so I might <laughs> have to start paying attention. Um, but I will get you there eventually. eventually um, yeah. Just quickly, I'll fly through some NBA stuff because we're, once we're dragging on, but we're actually doing a lot better than we thought we would. Um, we made five mistakes so far. Only five. Um, five. Obviously, in ten. The NBA, Kirk Cousins was cut over the weekend. Unfortunate. I said Kirk Cousins, didn't I? You did make say, that make, make that Cousins was not caught. Make that seven mistakes. Uh, Demarcus Cousins <laughs> was cut from the Rockets over the weekend. <laughs> I was I, I I was sitting there and I was like, why do, why the fuck do I not remember that? Um, oh, fuck's oh god damn it! Um, oh, obviously, Demarcus Cousins Demarcus Cousins was cut. You know, uh, yeah, unfortunate for him. Like he's he's not as good as he was. But having back-to-back Achilles and ACL injuries just isn't going to help anyone, to be honest with you. No. Um, the All-Star game is going ahead. Not exactly sure why. For some reason, Damian Lillard's not in it. Uh, I Give me two minutes, we'll come back to him. Um, a, lot of, a lot of... Um, a lot of players aren't exactly happy. No, I wouldn't be Considering they're, they're made you know isolate severely heavily and not do anything crazy with all the flying and stuff that they do now currently in the season and how is James Harden not going to go to a strip club I know exactly these are the true questions which I've been asking and now you're going to ask whatever it is I don't know how many what is it 15 a team on each side of the all-star you're going to combine 30 players now from all the different teams to mix together for an entire night like it just screams Covid uh, screams Covid and just, also it just screams fines. <laughs> yeah, so many fines everywhere. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. I don't know how many people are gonna no show or whatever, but we will see. Um, I'm gonna just ask this, and for anyone who also hasn't seen it, I assume you've seen the uh, the Anthony Edwards dunk. 
Ah, yes, where he absolutely destroys a man. He, he just took the guy's soul away from him. anyone who hasn't seen it. Just type in Anthony Edwards dunk. It will probably be the first one that comes up. It is yeah. the most athletic Do thing you know I've probably ever seen. Of, um, who was it that took away... Um, oh, the Pistons. Was it Jason Knight? Not Jason Knight. It's a Brandon Knight. Oh, the, uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan with that yeah, ridiculous DeAndre one. Yeah, Jordan absolutely plastering a man to a floor. Yeah, that was pretty oh, bad. It's very similar. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah and then lastly we have our our two MVP front runners that I view both of which are actually funny enough on our teams yeah we have Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers and Joel Embiid of the 76ers I'm slapping my wrist in case you're wondering what that um, is <laughs> uh, obviously M- Embiid is number one he's he's number one in the MVP right now for obvi- for very good reasons KD not up there, no. He is or kind Steph of. Curry. But I, I mean, I imagine I, it would be Steph Curry. I think would be the one to win it in the end because he's Steph Curry. Yeah, he'll probably catch fire, but Embiid's averaging like thirty points, eleven rebounds, four assists, fifty percent field goal, forty percent from three. You know, one steal, one point three blocks a game. Like he's fairly popping off, to be honest. And so is Lillard, obviously. Of course he is. Um, he carries a team by himself. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes, but it's yeah. probably gonna get. But sure, the MVP race changes every two minutes in the NBA. Yeah, one guy has a good game, all of a sudden <laughs> the averages just go through the roof. Yeah, so that's us from news for this week. Took about fifty minutes to get through it all with everything else, but surprisingly, I would have been quicker, you know. Yeah, um, there was actually a lot. It's our first one. It's a lot to discuss yeah. in our first one, but we probably will Obviously, break that like down. To, we'd like to get more creative, and I'm gonna attempt to be funny even though I'm not <laughs> you know because otherwise it's just going to get boring repetitively over time so now we've got that little thing I had planned for you oh yeah I don't even know what this is I'm putting you in a I'm putting you in an alternate history scenario right here oh and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this right now congratulations you've just become the president no the not States. of the the hot garbage that is the United States the other hot garbage commodity which is Barcelona oh the Catalan Republic the Catalan Republic congratulations you've now inherited 1.5 billion euros in debt how do you turn this around oh god <laughs> uh, we have to get rid of Messi for not for money he, he has to go yeah as sad he as it he is he cannot keep him around he's he, just it's oh, a lot of money uh, he's like uh, uh, obviously again I made the comment earlier but with Danny Alves calling it you know prostitution of players yes you know, it's all about the product not the players not the football which what we used to be but then again during that time period they were known as UEFA Lona because all the referees were on their side conveniently yeah wink. but um, when you account for the fact that 74% of Barcelona's budget is a, is attributed to wages alone that's ridiculous like um, I mean look at the trash like Messi needs to go obviously because I mean, he's still a world class player Nothing. he's probably the best I think ever I mean, you could argue Ronaldo, of course, but I, I'm more of a Messi guy myself. Um, his man Dembele, honestly, couldn't finish his dinner if he wanted to. Um, yeah, I, I watched highlights earlier on. Uh, it was on Instagram. It's just sort of like one of them sort of meme joke things. Um, on the you know the the, the reels. Yeah, yeah. The one. I sound like an old man trying to explain that. There, <laughs> the thing there now. Um, but um, there was one of him where it's both literally two Messi through ball, and it's just him and the goalkeeper, and it's like he literally like taps it. Like rolls it on the ground, just not even puts any part. Like he's useless, and he was unbelievable at Dortmund, which is really confusing to me. 
and then again, you know, um, there's so many players in that team that just aren't what they should be anymore, and it's like, yeah. Oh, so you got to move on a lot of people, but you have to remember as well, you're in that much debt, and you still have to pay. As president, you got to work this out now for yourself. You got you still have another forty million to pay for Coutinho, forty eight million to pay for Frankie De Jong. Get, get rid. I, I'd pay the I'd pay that money for Frankie De Jong. Nine point eight million on Trincao still has to be paid. Keep him. I'd keep him. Fifty two million on Pjanic. No, that no, and that was stupid signing. But this is supposedly whole the whole thing about financial engineering in the first place, which is a bit weird for me. You still owe eight million on Arthur, who is actually the man who went the other way to Juventus for Pjanic. Yeah. Um, and the funniest one of all, you still owe ten point fourteen million on Malcolm, and you still owe Bayern for Vidal, and you still owe oh Ibar God. for, you still owe Ibar for Mark Cucurella as well. Of course, I, I was I think I was president him the left back. Yeah, I mean, oh, actually, just news just in, you know, because you know, recording on a Sunday night. Dan James as much as yes. Ed good now Dan, Dan James yeah, back, back to back, the point sorry back to your yeah. Barcelona status and oh, so you've got all that money to pay but you you only have you're only owed 46 million for other players and you have a Jesus. total of 126 million to pay on everyone else so you've got did about you, did you see the Drew with Cadiz today Barcelona well they're your team now bro well, they're mine now. I forgot. It's my responsibility. I, I don't know. You'd have obviously you'd have to look where the the money's going in elsewhere. Like there's definitely it's definitely going into something stupid. It's going into wages. Like you've got but too many. Be something you, else out of that thirty five percent. I make my math is off twenty five. I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, there's players like Pedri, Fatty. Like um, that sounds funny when you don't say his first name. Ansu Fatty, um, Dest, Puig. Martin Braithwaite needs to go. I don't even know Braithwaite. I can never pronounce his name. Why is he even there? I think, I'm pretty sure joke. he was signed as a. They had no one else. Yeah, this is basically a joke. It just it just seemed they have Mariba as well, which we've been talking about. Ter Stegen is still a world class goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, Titi is a good centre back. Lenglet is a good centre back. Pjanic is. I don't. I'm so confused why Pjanic is even there. It's Arthur a was a world class midfielder. Well, he wasn't, but he was getting there. He's still quite young. Jordi Alba, old. I'd get rid of him get a new left back or bring in a new one so do you just do you just agree that it's time to just cut the losses on all these old players and try yes, to move them out gone um, yeah I mean there's just well you know obviously um, for context me and Ben play a lot of football manager because um, well Ben doesn't because he has a life and you know a job <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm in college so it's either you watch an you watch online class or you play football manager and I do that and my, you know, I've always liked the ideology that not having old players. So basically, thirty is like you know, your prime. And once you're done, once you're over thirty, you're gone. Um, but obviously, that's not tangible in real life because of leaders in the locker room and so forth. Locker room, changing room, wrong sport. Um, but like the Barcelona have such a ridiculously good youth academy. Yeah. And they're just not using it. Like, uh, Ansu Fati, Mariba. Like, there's just so much talent there to people who don't know who either of those are you should you probably know who Ansu Fati is Mariba's basically a 17 year old who looks like he's a bodybuilder in the midfield he's terrifying <laughs> yeah he's quite a th- um, quite a big dude he's a big guy but um, yeah I feel like as Barca now we'll, we'll, we'll close out on this I feel like you've got you've a lot of talent there that you don't have to spend money on but as mm. Danny Alves has simply put it you know 
I, I'm not going to say it like that, but he has a point. <laughs> I will. He has a point. Like, obviously, yeah. the likes of Coutinho, Pjanic, uh, Vidal. Like, there's a lot of players they've signed recently that, you know, goes away from what they are, which is a which is promote from the youth within. So, yeah, yeah I would agree that as president, now you need to work some magic and move away some of them. Look over at, um, Real Madrid. Their their idea of using youth in it hasn't really worked that well for them, has it? But Madrid's academy hasn't been anywhere near as good as Barca's no, has over the years. They're bringing like, in young players from elsewhere and they're not they're not using them correctly. Yeah. Vinicius Junior is terrible. <laughs> it's <laughs> awful. He's good at times, but not well, as they much. They want to get rid of him, sure. That's yeah, how bad he is. They want to get rid of everyone. That's just Zidane. So you just say hello to Zidane, and he's like, he just speaks to you in French, and all of a sudden just you're gone. Didn't I just didn't like that? But uh, Zidane's kiss of death from his bald head. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. There's one. There's one alternate history for you. I have a few more for over the next oh few weeks. Some mad ones, but no, we're gonna gonna move on to our closing segment now. You know, we're gonna move over to some or no with Colin. Oh. So, when we were coming up with the idea of the podcast, obviously, sports podcast, you know, there's about millions of them, probably. And, um, you know, we were looking into various different ideas, and one that we came up with was, originally it was called Colin's Corner, which is the stupidest name, I think, I ever, you know, I think, was it you came up with that, or was it me? I said it as a joke, and you were like, yeah, that's what it's called. I think that pretty much works. That's what it was on the Instagram page as well, as Colin's Corner, and I was like, Jesus, it sounds like we're going to, like, a toddler's house, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But it's no, a, we it's decided the you never want to go to. But um, we've decided we this idea of or and or, uh, which is, stands for rest and relaxation. But we've called it uh, ranting and raving because that's what I do when it comes to sports because I complain about absolutely everything. And the, we thought of various first ideas. Well, I did. You know, I did all the work here, of course. Um, for but, this um, part. For this part. <laughs> the rest of it, I just sat there and went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, um, I Schalke um, oh four or Nulvia if you're German, which I doubt you are. But um. <laughs> Um, they're awful at the minute like god awful like probably the worst team in Europe at the minute <laughs> like and everyone if you hear the name Schalke you hear, you think of like uh, Leroy Sané if you're a Liverpool fan you know you got Joel Matip from there he's a solid centre back uh, and then the other names that may surprise you that I will bring up later uh, a little sneak peek one of them is Mesut Ozil that they sold to Werder Bremen for chump change back in god 2007-2008 season and it's just Basically, the whole point of this is obviously they're not as in depth as Barcelona. <laughs> what was the number again? Was it three point five billion? Oh, one point five billion. No, one point five billion. I was hoping it would be three point five. That'd be ridiculous. But sorry, I'm inflating. Um, but Schalke, on the other hand, are two hundred million in debt, which is nowhere near as bad. But when you're Barcelona, and you could say Barcelona in Japan, Barcelona in Brazil, Barcelona in Canada, everyone knows who it is. You could say Schalke, people, huh? You know who's Schalke where they you know they're a team playing Gelsenkirchen in Germany which is a might used to be a mining town I'm getting too much into the history of it but essentially they're known for bringing out ridiculously talented youth and letting them go on free <laughs> there's probably in the last 15 years they've probably sold four players well like they've got that's probably a bad way of putting it but from, from the financial perspective they've done it very well basically they're, are they rock bottom still? I think they're rock bottom still the Bundesliga. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't think they've yeah, been what, was it, what, was the score? what was the score yesterday? 4-0 to Dortmund. 
I mean, like, you can only be so bad. Obviously, you have some statistics that I will ask you for eventually at some yes. point during this. Um, because as you, I don't know what I asked you to do this bit specifically, so I don't know how bad they are. But judging from what you said, it's, it's bad. It's bad. bad. <laughs> it's bad. But uh, so yeah, we'll we'll, I, we'll move I've along been, there. I've been, yeah, but, uh, I've been ranting and raving as yeah. See, but there, yeah, now prepare to rant and rave more when it comes to the yeah. numbers. Oh, right. the, the numbers now. I'm a numbers guy. Um, I you know absolutely you know I'm gonna get a bad word in here. Dog shit at maths. Um, but um. Basically, the main things I want to look at for Schalke is their current performance, which is simple. They're rock bottom, and they suck at the moment. They're awful. Their transfer policy, which is probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not joking when I say that. And um, I'm a Sunderland fan. Uh, I know what bad transfers look like. Um, this is worse. <laughs> uh, trophies, they were good. They're like a team that, like, almost like a, you know, obviously Liverpool won the league last year. Um, they're they're kind of like that. Their history is good, but in recent, you know, decades not so much um, you know like they won a 16 game winless run at one point in the Bundesliga over the last two years um, you know I have a lost 11 you know of players that they could have had in a starting 11 as things stand uh, we're going to talk about that's pretty much their European success as well it's just brief um, they were a Champions League team for a while you know they were going through, everyone remembers Manuel Neuer was it, was it against Man United wasn't it, it when was. he made his name yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get to Manuel Neuer don't worry um like you know, if we just look at obviously they've everyone knew who they were uh, if you watch Champions League football, but now they're suddenly just poof gone. Um, for just for quick reference, you know, you know they won. Um, obviously before the German uh, Bundesliga was the Bundesliga, it was called the German First Division. Um, you know they won four titles in the nineteen thirties. Um, I think that's a tree. My writing's awful. Um, in the forties and uh, one in the fifties. Since then they haven't touched it. They finished second a bunch. I mean a bunch. Um, uh, re- the most recent trophy I would say they won the second division in 81, 82 and nineteen ninety one. but their most recent one is the, during the 2010-11 season they won Deutsche Pokal which was the German Cup for anybody who doesn't know that and they won the Super Cup the following season um, one other thing that stood out to me obviously I, I can't wait to get to the financials because they're hilarious and probably the main point of all this but since to the, the 2000-2001 season so when I was born just uh, making Ben feel old um Six years old, money, but still making anybody one. listen to feel old. Since then, right? Obviously, they haven't had a new manager every year, but as far as context goes, they've had it's been it's twenty twenty one now, obviously, um, <laughs> and um, in those twenty one years, they've had twenty one managers, which sort of expresses to the point the fact that short success and limited success is probably the main thing that is the problem. There's no sustained like just an example here is um, like you know in the 2009-2010 season. Um, they had finished second with the manager Felix Magath. I don't even know who that is because I'm, you know, too young. Um, and the next year, 2010-2011 season, 14th. And that's become a common thing ever since then is one minute they're second, the next minute they're seventh, and it's on and on, it spins. It's just um, been a real big downward spiral. a mess. Um, just one thing, and this is one thing I teased Ben before the podcast is even recorded, was um, th- this is the current affairs of what's going on before I get to the numbers. Um, and there's a lot of confidence issues going on in the team at the minute obviously when you're rock bottom that's what happens um, Mark Uth is a striker at the club um, <laughs> this quote's brilliant um, I want to know what you think about this one Ben uh, I'm so beat up and angry at the moment I could just go into the changing room and cry that's a 30 year old so isn't it 30 
that's that's a thirty year old. I think man. he's in his late twenties, nearly late twenties, early thirties, nearly. That's a that's a grown man who's just sounds like he's he's just had enough. He sounds like the whole entire like atmosphere, the constant losing, everything has just broken him. Just for quick context, like the last two seasons prior to this one, um, they finished second in the seventeen eighteen season, right? That's not that long ago. Um, yes. The next year, 18-19, 14th. That's yeah. two spots off the relegation playoff in the Bundesliga. And then 12th last season, looked like they were making maybe some improvements to be mid-table stand at the minute. Obviously, they have financial issues. And actually, during that season, when they finished 14th, 18-19 season, their, um, their chairman came out and said that they're £200 million, pounds, euros, sorry, in debt, uh, which is ridiculous. So, like, that's not that long ago. And I looked it up today, just to be sure. They're still two hundred million euros in debt. They haven't gone anywhere. COVID is not is oh voice breaks son of a <laughs> so just uh I'm very disappointed in myself when you listening. I'm just hilarious. I'm well known for this with anybody who knows me. I just I'd be talking for about twenty minutes and then <laughs> but yeah, so obviously in debt a lot, but you're gonna just break it down for us now. Some of the Oh yeah, I'm gonna do something very the funny. money. Um oh just one more quick thing. Um <laughs> A couple of years last summer, right? Their um, director, uh, I'm not going to pronounce this horribly. I think it's Clemens Tunnies. I'm not even going to try. He had to resign over racist remarks. It just adds to the wonderfulness of it. Yeah, all. it's just, just, just great. Yeah. Um. And their and the whole thing about the financial struggle is they're fan dependent. Most of the Bundesliga is because for Premier League clubs are corporate owned. Of course, they're you know look at Man City. They're owned by oil barons, like you know, um. In, in Germany, it's fan based. It, the, the the chairmen are voted in, of the clubs. The chairmen of the clubs are voted in by the fans every year, and it's almost like running for office, in the which is I think would be an interesting way in England. I think it'd be quite funny. Um, obviously they're looking to obviously they're planned economic healing process and so forth, but you know, that's just a promise. It doesn't mean that it's gonna happen. And just I'm gonna close that now, and I'm gonna go to the fun bit. <laughs> um. So I went um, looking up there about players since probably 2007, 2008 season, which is Ozil, which I mentioned prior, prior to this. Um, they let him go, obviously. And they look, obviously, his career, you know, a bit all over the place. Yeah. Um, they're pretty good at getting players in and young for free, just, just transferring through youth academies. That's one thing I'll give them. They're pretty good at that. But... Um, <laughs> Some of these are pretty fun. Like, just a little interesting one was during... Uh, this is going way back before I was born again. There's another voice break. That's, what, nine mistakes now? Um, Gundogan. We were talking about him earlier. Being great for um, Man City. Man City. Um, he was in the Schalke Youth Academy for a year. Only a year. And they released him, obviously. Let him go somewhere. They moved him to Bochum, which is a common club. Obviously, I think there, are, there might be an affiliate. I'm not 100% sure. But... um. It's a lot of these young players, like Leon Goretzka, for example, who we'll get to. That's a funny one. Um, Baka, I'm pronouncing that wrong. German's going to slap me. Um, but going to one, they let him go for free. And he went to the Baka Media Academy and they look at him. Um, so one thing I wanted to look at was the 200 million euros in debt. Had, again, this is like the Ben's um, theory or alternative history, how you could fix a certain problem. Um, and so I looked at it, and out of all the players they've sold, okay, I'm going to list the names, right? Um, so Gundogan obviously there's no money involved in that he was the U Academy switching uh, Ozil who left for Werder Bremen 
uh, Ivan Rakitic, which is another one that I didn't even know. You knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, who's a severe legend at this point. He's back playing with them now. And look, he's in the Champions League uh, at the minute. Um, he, he they bought him from Basel for four and a half million pounds, which is for a young player is a lot of money at the time. Which was the uh, 09 season. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Um, and they let him go to Sevilla and now look at him. Uh, Neuer, I, you know, they let him go. Obviously, Neuer. I'm just going to list them all quickly now. Neuer, Manuel Neuer, Julian Draxler, Joel Matip, uh, Leroy Sane, uh, Kolasinac, uh, left back. He's gone back on loan to them now. Obviously, was bought by him. Um, wasn't bought, again, um, by Arsenal. Uh, Maximilian Meyer, maybe if you're a Premier League fan, you know he played at Crystal Palace. Um, he was supposed to be... A t- remember, we, remember you and I were talking about him for years, about how he was going to be great. Yeah. And he just didn't become one. And now he's, he's actually back at um, Cologne, playing at the minute. Um, and then just to finish off here, Goretzka, um, who, as we all know, was, was that sentiment failure who looked like a, a skeleton walking around. Now he's jacked. And I mean jacked. Yeah, and he's a Bayern, quality midfielder as well. He's, he is quality. He's one of my favorite um, players to watch. Obviously, I'm gonna butcher this again. Uh, Tilo Kerrher. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I, I think back. it's Kerrher. I think it's Kerrher. I'm not. He was yeah, centre back. Uh, big. He's a tall guy. I'm pretty sure. Um, plays for PSG now. And and the most and then Breedon Bolo. Um, to anybody who's a good football fan, you'll know Breedon Bolo. Basel, um, Switzerland. He was considered to be a great prospect. They bought him for twenty four million. I uh, not X, Schalke. I'm thinking of another um salesman club, um, and obviously that gets funnier. I'll get to that. And the most recent one, which is one thing Ben and I have talked about a lot, because uh, we're football manager fans and we play it constantly like idiots. Um, Alexander Nubel, as you and I may know him, Ben. And yes. Schalke, basically, true and true. Um, country youth academy. Um, Ralph Farman is the current goalkeeper which Ben will get to some interesting stats about him later um, they had to loan him out because Alexander Nubel was their backup goalkeeper and he was young and he was so good playing for their uh, the B team that they had to loan out their starting goalkeeper to let this lad play and they let him go for free last summer just let him go to Bayern of all places yeah. Neuer, they, let, they let the next apparent next Neuer obviously we don't know that he's still young at the minute he has a knee injury he's a bad knee injury at the minute ligament problems um, but this guy was, is apparently the next Neuer and they just they let Bayern get him for free which is ridiculous um, but okay we're going to go through obviously and if some of these players I'm going to just go run through uh, Gundogan free obviously youth problem um, Rakitic was sold for actually four and a half actually no sorry that's also my apologies four and a half million pounds this is all in pounds by the way because I use transfer market uh, .co.uk I'm just going to link them or whatever you know might as well <laughs> they're basically very good for their financial staff and what they and so do, forth. yes. Yeah, they're pretty good at it. Um, Ozil, £4.5 million, pounds, which looking at him now, is that's ridiculously low. Rakitic, £2.25 million. Neuer, £27 million, which is at the time, 2010, 2011, £27 million for goalkeepers, a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. Um, at the time, he was actually only, his market value at the time was only £25 million, so they're going for two more million. That's one of, I listed 13 names there. Only four of them were good business. And that's it, like four. Give me a number. How much in total of all those players that you, did you list? Did they actually sell them for? Um, a total. One hundred and fifty-two million. One hundred fifty-two and a half million. One hundred fifty-two and a half million. Yeah. Just, right. So <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's, that's as we said, maybe all in the history. What if they'd kept all them, and now with them in debt, now that they're in debt, say they had to sell them all. How much could they sell everyone well, I, for? 
the way I looked at it was what's their current market value now. You look at guys like Rakitic and Ozil, they're, ter- they're both like 32 now. So yeah. their, their market value is way lower. So even with selling all these guys now, theoretically, they'd make 270 million. So you go. So that's there's debt cleared, essentially. Essentially. But then again, you could have you, you sold them in the last few years to guys like Ozil and Rakitic and all that if you'd kept them all. And you'd mm-hmm. still make bank. Now, this is the part... <laughs> I was texting Ben about this earlier because I just couldn't, you know, understand how stupid it was. So I went through all of these guys and their max valuation, which is their biggest market value ever. Um, the highest one at the minute is Goretzka, which, who's, who's valued at sixty-three million pounds, which is a lot of money for a central midfielder. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The highest, the highest market value that I came across was at one point, uh, Leroy Sané was. Valued at ninety million in December of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yes. Obviously he's dropped for you know, it be I think he was injured and Man City weren't playing him and so he's now down to forty. But what I did was I decided to go and go to every single guy on that list and look at if I took their biggest or the best market value and added it up how much money could Shaq have made. And they could have made five hundred and twenty million. God damn. Simply simply like, off those guys. That's which would that's crazy like it's dra- like it's that's again this this falls into the whole paradox of clubs like Schalke Ajax Leverkusen um, even English clubs that just feed like Sunderland for example just personally Jordan Henderson you know played for us for years um, Mingle obviously he was better for us than he was Liverpool Liverpool fans will remember um, but it's again it's just the feeding the big clubs mentality and it's alright to feed the big clubs if you can get the correct value and yeah. Schalke are absolutely shit at it. Yeah, they just don't seem to, to sell anyone for the price that they're supposed to sell no. them for. Only four, I will say, um, going through all these, uh, Neuer was a good deal, I think, at the yeah. time. Because they got him for more than he was, what he was worth, technically, at the time. Uh, Sane was good money. Yeah. Um, they, they ended up letting him go for 50 million, nearly. 46, uh, 47 million in total, I think. Yeah, it was a good uh, deal. He, do, do you want to know what his market value at the time was? I think it was below that, wasn't it? Twenty-seven million. Yeah, they but they were predict they were they were selling them on the fact that he was yeah. an eighteen, nineteen-year-old who was um, on the rise. Again, we're gonna go to Tilo. We're not gonna pronounce the second name because I'll butcher it again. Um, sold him for thirty-three point three million. His market value at the time sixteen million. So again, it's good money. Yeah. And one of the one that stuck out to me was Julian Draxler. Now, to anybody, you know, obviously, I think everyone kind of knows who he is because he was considered to be one of the best young talents in the world at one point. And now he's a PSG bench warmer, <laughs> which, which is a common trait for a lot of good young players. Um, a PSG bench warmer, but when I go over to something like the stats later, you'd see that he's still statistically better than what they have now, even as a bench warmer, which is yeah, bad. They sold him for thirty-eight point seven million. He had a market value of just under twenty million at the time, mm. and they ended up Wolfsburg ended up paying that much money for him, thirty-eight million, and he ended up selling him for twenty-four million to PSG, which is banana, but. The main point I want to talk about here is some of these players, like Goretzka, who's the highest, 63 million in the market at the minute. Let him go for free to Bayern. Just gone. Uh, Kolasinac, who's considered to be a top left back at the time, or at least could be, free. Gone to Arsenal. Sané was fine. Matip, who's Liverpool fans love him now, free. Let him go for free. Um, and then the, you can argue the same thing with Rakitic, Ozil, and Gundogan. You know they're all in around thirty now, but they're considered world class players. 
you know. Yeah. Um, and then obviously letting a, a good young goalkeeper like Noodle go for free is a travesty. Yeah. Well. Oh, it's just, and then the the, the, the financials to anyone who knows what Brian Bolo is, he was came from Basel. Um, he's at Morgan Gladbach now. I butchered that. I'm sorry. Um, um, they bought him for twenty four million. He was only valued at eighteen million at the time from Basel. They sold him for nine point nine. Yeah, it was a it was a bad bit of business. To Monk and Gladback. Put I'm just I'm gonna call it Gladback now, I'm saying it wrong. Um Yeah, but I'm interested to hear what you have now on your little yeah, bit. So we I I broke down a uh starting eleven basically of all the players we talked about there and I had Neuer and Goals. Uh, Rafinha is right back, who a few people might know from his time at Bayern. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Matip and Kerr as centre backs. Because uh, whatever, have you said the left back's name again? Kalasinac. Kalasinac. It. I. I'm not going to lie to you. I said it about fifteen times earlier. <laughs> Luckily, I have a friend. I have a friend of mine who's an Arsenal fan who says it perfectly every single time. So now it's <laughs> stuck in my head. Um, I had a midfield of Rakitic and Goretzka, and then. Uh, I played a four-two-three-one, so I had left wing Sane, right wing Draxler, and in the middle Ozil, and then I had Breal and Bolo up front because you know they're not Schalke haven't been known for great strikers. They've obviously had Raúl and Klasian Hunter in the past, but but they were, that was again in their older years. In their older um, years, so I decided to compare that versus their current starting eleven, which is not great. But I decided to break a few of them down. So I'll start with goalkeeper. Obviously, Ralph Farman's in net currently. Mm-hmm. Ralph Farman. And I'm going to compare them to basically how they're playing now against their counterparts, who are also oh still playing now. Um, Ralph Farman concede it's currently conceding two point five three goals a game, expected goals per game, Jesus. basically, versus Neuer's one. He has a save percentage of sixty two, and while Neuer has a save percentage of seventy five, uh, Farman's only had two clean sheets. Neuer's had five. Only five for Neuer. Only five for Neuer, but Bayern have conceded a lot this year, which isn't like them. But it went back in past years and looked like Neuer has oh. that, that like. Crazy I remember seeing he has the record. He had twenty-one clean sheets. Something like that. That's the record of Bundesliga. Bayern only conceded like something like fifteen all year or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, Bananas. Call Kal- Nas- Say his name again. Kalasinac. So obviously Kalasinac. It's he's still playing there currently, so it's basically him against himself. But I did look at what he's how he's currently playing. Uh, he only has 21 progressive passes all year so passes going forward and then only has 4 passes into the 18 yard box so he's attacking wise as he used as he was the first time he was there and obviously when he was with Arsenal it's just dead in the water basically yeah uh, centre back they only really have one starter at the minute which is uh, Nastasic who used to play for City Um he's the only main star at the minute because they've had a few injuries and obviously Mustafi's come in and played well but obviously he had one good man of the match game and then yesterday conceded four four goals to Dortmund yeah. so you know it's a bit of an upsy downsy kind of time he, he's, uh, bring, he's bringing the Arsenal style with him yeah but uh, Nastasic has a tackle success rate at the minute of 18.2% and if you compare oh. that to say Kerher and Matty Pupo have 60% and above but Nastasius has also blocked about 40 shots and passes compared to Kerr's 17 and Matip 7 so you can see that you can already see between the goalkeeper uh, the progressive passes and then obviously the tact success rate and the blocks that 
they're just getting dominated every game. Yeah. Basically. Um Becker's a bright spot. I compared him and Rafinha and he's better than Rafinha. Hmm. In like Rafinha's last season. He's a good tackle rate, good blocks, good amount of tackles and interceptions. He's only played nine games and he's got like a total of I think maybe thirty and above tackles and interceptions. He's a good attacker as well. When it came to the midfield, I had um Omar Masarel. I'm gonna say Mascarell. Yeah. Mascarell and uh, Stambouli. Stambouli. <laughs> yeah, I know. Butcher and Bodum. So I obviously compared them two versus Goretzka and Rakitic and it's entirely different. You know, Omar and Stam are basically great passers. They don't really go forward too much. They're, even their passing numbers going forward aren't great and they defend quite well. Whereas Goretzka, he's basically like, he's a good attacker as well as a defender at times. Not really asked to do a whole lot of defending at, at Bayern. But uh, Rakitic is obviously way more attacking than currently yeah. in his current role. He's old now, so he just gets the, the going forward. Um, I compared um, uh, Raman, who's their starting le- right winger, I think, I most of the Raman time. Belgian, yeah. yeah, and Ozil versus uh, Raman and Bentelab. Bentelab actually has been their cam a good few times this season. Bentelab? Yeah. For context, anyway, Bentelab was a Tottenham. Yeah, so basically, Raman and Bentelab brilliant. versus Draxler and Ozil. And all I have written here is not even comparable. Oh. It's it was that bad. Um Jesus. I compared Sana and Harit. Mm. Um, Harit has got the best player. He's got good numbers, like he's one of the highest in the world at dribbles per game. He'll be gone. Uh, yeah. Has a really good assist gone. per game as well. Um and then obviously their main striker now is Hop. Yeah, the, the yeah a nineteen American lad, he's, yeah. They're relying on him. But if you look at his numbers, he has a 2.4 XG and has scored Ooh. five goals. So he's got basically double what he's supposed to have. <laughs> I, th- I think that's better than Bolo. No, Bolo, well, yeah. And Bolo has a 5.7 XG and only scored mm. three times. So either he's been quite wasteful or good saves. Yeah. But one thing that actually shocked me when I looked at Bolo's stats was actually he's quite he's doing a bit of everything he does have good numbers all around between he seems like a false nine more than anything he does play very well he has I looked at it versus Hops Hop has 12 shot creative actions in 12 games whereas Mbolo has 31 in 19 games so he's way more involved but yeah just numbers wise just you add all those numbers that the Bayern stars who were sold or let go currently have and you add it to that team now that team is not in last place for starters Yeah, it's <sighs> bad. Yeah, it is. It's it bad. is really, really bad. But yeah, you know, you know, I, I hope they don't go down. But it's, it's very much likely. It's, it's, it's dead likely. In the water. But sure, like we did. Everyone said the same about uh, Hamburg, but one of the best, best known clubs in Europe, probably for back in the nineties, eighties, nineties, and now they're they're a second division club. It's you know, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. You know, like in all the leagues around the world. Like look at England, like Sunderland, Hull City, Wigan, Bolton. Blackpool, all these clubs there in the Premier League back in the early 2010s, 08s, 09s. And now they're like, crap. <laughs> I know yeah. because I am a Sunland fan. It's not good. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's I think money is becoming... It's becoming a real too, big issue. It's becoming for too important. And I think um, it's basically destroying clubs. But we will, uh, we will deep dive into things like that in the next 
yeah. in the next little while. But uh, I think that's I think that's us for today. Yeah, we've gone with a pretty basic podcast for the first one around, just to see yeah. if anybody is interested in that. Anyway, we've we've tried to dive into everything. It'll be a little bit longer the first one. Yeah. Maybe the next few won't be as long as this one, but we yeah. decided to just kind of show that we, you know, we do have some sort of knowledge. We do make mistakes. Yeah, we were thinking about doing specials about specific topics as well. I think that's another thing we would like to do. Uh, like, oh, spending an episode talking about, you know, like Man United since Ferguson left or something like that. You know. Yeah, we um, we we intend to bring it a lot. Ideas. I'm just yeah. we hope that it. People will listen, and as yeah. we as we, we say, we leave it up to you guys. If you guys who are listening have any sort of, you know, ideas, topics, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know. Let us know what you want to see, and we will we will talk about it. We're we're more than willing to to talk about anything really. But uh, yeah, that we'll yeah. we'll leave it at that for today. Yeah. And uh, thanks for anyone who got this far. Anyone who's listening, yeah. If anyone far, anyone who's got this far, thank you. And we've uh, been talking about doing this for years, and then we're giving it a go, and we hope somebody at least finds it entertaining. We're going to try and you know be as entertaining as possible. Obviously, this first episode there's a bit of bit of jitters here and there. Obviously, you know I vote I had my voice break about six times, <laughs> um, but I think it's you know we're going to start we're going to start doing a thing every podcast. We're going to have a counter, you know. For every point you'll hear a ding every time my my voice breaks, you know. The call the voice the voice break counter the voice break counter yeah it's probably <laughs> a good idea. This is, again this type of thing we're talking about. We want to bring more sort of a fun side to it. We don't want to be strictly you know like or reading the news you know um but um we do. yeah thank you if anybody's listened we appreciate yeah, it we appreciate it and we'll see you guys next week